friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks. Because Because duality duality is a thing. Hi. (laughs) How you doing? Hi, Shanti. This is Shanti and Antoinette. Um, Today... We are talking about motherhood, mm. and uh, motherhood is a is a heavy topic for me. I became a mother at twenty three years old. It was not a planned pregnancy. It came as a bit of a shock to myself and many people. <laughs> um, and the. Circumstances, the relationship, the time of my life, it was traumatic for me. And I think motherhood is traumatic for a lot of women for a lot of different reasons, aside from just being um, in relationships and bringing children into the world when they're not planned. Um, it's I know plenty of women who have had planned, you know, planned babies, solid marriages, the whole conventional um set up and had very traumatic childbirths that have affected them deeply. So childbirth mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. like has made it so that they never want to have kids again or they haven't really recovered from it. It, It's it is a trauma. Mm. Like I would say if you ask 10 women, a lot of them would say, yeah, you know, it changes. It changes your life. It changes your life. So having a child or childbirth, both of it. Okay. For different reasons. Um, and some women, and we can go into that later, but maybe I shouldn't speak for every woman. I know for me, you know, it was it was, it was was hard. And I continue to heal from it. And I continue to sort out um, and reconcile and adjust and show up better and show my gratitude for my role as a mother in this world and in this lifetime. Um, so, I mean, Antoinette yes. is completely different. She does not have a child. She's childless. She's not a mother. Um, but not anything. Like- <laughs> regardless of that, I think that <clears throat> motherhood has a certain um, formula in this society and I think the trauma or the disappointment or the shock of motherhood occurs because this prescribed box that we um we welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like Forge FX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast kind of expect women to fill never fits perfectly and so there always is kind of like a feeling of of 
your expectations are very different from what reality is. Mm. And, um, and that, I think that goes for women that don't have children as well yeah. around motherhood. And with me, um, I, what's her name? I'm actually going to circle back. Re- Re- Rebecca Walker, Alice Walker's daughter. Wrote Alice this. Walker. Alice Walker is the author of The Color Purple, purple mm-hmm. prolific writer, um, intellectual teacher in black culture, sister in here. Um, but her daughter wrote a book called Baby Love, and she's very vocal about how she felt like a burden to her mother. Mm. In that Alice Walker was just kind of tolerating her presence and never really showed up for her fully the way that she would have liked to have been taken care of. And that Alice Walker preferred her art over her daughter. Mm. And that, you know, this, I think that is a um, prolific feminist view that if you're a mother, your independence, your artwork, is taken away from you and you have to like sacrifice it for a child. So a lot of feminist talk is like supportive of women that don't want to have kids and the idea that you don't have to do this role of sacrificial woman. And Well, I think feminists, there's a lot of feminists too that also argue that you're a badass and you can do both. Right. Um, I think what Rebecca Walker talks about is that there is this pervasive ambivalence ambivalence meaning you don't know ah maybe i'll be a mom maybe i don't Mm. i don't know i don't know if i could really fit that role i don't know if it comes if i get pregnant i get pregnant and she thinks that to, to she thinks that women should be really clear and decide early and as soon as possible and stand proudly in their decision to be mothers or not. And especially for those that do decide to become mothers and do really want, have a strong maternal instinct to decide how to make that happen in their lives and how to set it up so that you can have both. And also demanding that our society support families and support women because women bring children into the world. They are mothers. So you know, having maternity leave, paternity leave, having the workforce centered around families and making it sustainable for mothers to actually do both is her argument that that is really progressive and that's feminism because she was ambivalent about, I don't know if I want to be a mom for a really long time. And then it became really, really strong. And then she was like, she didn't, she didn't know I, how to do it because she wasn't necessarily partnered or she was partnered at the time. Who, Rebecca? Yeah. And, you know, she didn't know how to do it because mm-hmm. it was so much involved around men and this idea of her figuring out how to step out of that box of my independence and my life is gone. And so I kind of think maybe is that that's... motherhood, your independence and your life is gone? Um... Or am I jumping I think, with that I question? think it's naive. <clears throat> I think it's really naive. And, and it may even be selfish to think that you can live independently as a mother. And I think your child, as in Rebecca's case, and even me trying to do both, I can see where your child may suffer for you um, trying to do your single thing and... and um, I don't know. That's arguable. That that that's something that women have to figure out if that resonates with them or not. But that's not what I asked you. What did you ask me? Do, do you think that that is like the end of all things and your no. life is over? Okay. I'm out here riding around and getting it. Okay. Um, no, I don't. But um, so I I think we I think you know we can kind of touch on and expound on my experience. And then also yours, because I I, say, I bring up that ambivalence thing because I think it's really important for women that don't have kids to really still consider motherhood seriously as you would, you know, your career or, or something else. It's, it's something that should be considered and reflected upon, in my opinion. Okay? 
Okay. So where do you want to start? Uh, this is loaded, Danny. <laughs> this loaded here. Where do you want to start? Um. Do you want to start with? I think maybe a girl that doesn't have any kids. Cause I mean. Yeah, I think we should talk. We should. I think we should start on the decision because I think it is a choice that you can't have motherhood without a, a a very serious choice being made. I okay. I am not in a relationship. I am not, and and I'm bringing that up because I am one of these people that I with the way my finances are set up right now <laughs> and my lifestyle. I would not want to. Have a child on my own. Um, I would love to meet someone and us to start a family and us to remain a family. I'd be very open to that. But for someone who doesn't have a kid, um, I don't know how much, how fair it is to say that they have to decide if they want to be a mother or not because. I might not be one. And that's something that I've grappled with. It's so interesting because I used to say stuff to people quite often, actually, that if I never had kids, that it wouldn't be worth it. That's what? what wouldn't be worth it? Like life. <clears throat> that I'd be like, I mean, that's what I want to do. I'm do you feel that strongly? I did in high school. I did in my early, late-ish 20s. Now, not so much. Now I'm very like, you know what? If I don't, then I would have to continue. Um, and there's a lot more to life than just that. Not just that, but then motherhood. Mm-hmm. And um, would it be disappointing? Yes. Yes. I mean, m- Justin calls me Auntie Net. Like, I'm just... We were out last night and somebody dropped food all on their plate and I was the first person with napkins cleaning it off and telling the baby how to clean his clothes off and helping him in the dryer. You're like, that's just who I am. Like a lot of people are just like, you're you're going to be a great mom. You're maternal as fuck. Yeah, I'm very maternal. Um, but the reality of the situation is that I don't, I'm not in a position to have a kid. Um, I'm not even having sex. So, and and I wouldn't want to have a kid on my own so badly that I'd rather not do it. Because I'm not, I'm not in a position to be able to deal with that. I'm up here by myself. My whole life would have to change. And I don't necessarily want it to in that way, unless it was changing into me having a partnership and a family, um, a family, quote unquote, with a partner. Um, so basically, you're not going to have any kids unless you're partnered. You want to bring a child into the world under the conditions, uh, or of unless a- my financial situation changed drastically where oh you know what i could do this oh so you would consider if you had the finances i would adopt at like 40 yeah if i didn't have a child solo yeah if i didn't if i felt like i could definitely handle that financially and give the kid what i felt like the kid deserved Mm -hmm. um foster parent adopt either one then yeah i'd be super open to that but right now for me it'd be like for me, I feel like it would be selfish for me to take on a kid right. just because I want a kid. Mm-hmm. So I can't fucking take care of my cat. You can. Blue's so well taken care of. but Blue's well taken care of, but she doesn't get the attention that she needs. Her cat's either. name is Blue. so. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Something that I deal with with motherhood is the fear that I'll never have it. And or that you're missing out on... That I will miss out. That I'll never experience that, you know... There are some times where I might just be gassy and cradle my stomach and feel like maternal and be like, I would love to have a baby. I would love to be pregnant. I would love to have the experience of being happy with someone and and like feeling like we created this together and watching that child grow up. Like I look at Jojo and I look at Shawnee. I look at the kids, you know, and I'm like, that's really amazing. Like being able to spend time with them this summer when they came up. It made me feel so great. And then when they left, I was really sad. And I was like, damn, I might I might not have that. And that's something that I have to actively work to be okay with, just in case I don't. What, um, what, how do you feel about having so, wem- so many women in your life who have kids that aren't 
partnered or had them it scares and not an ideal. It scares me. It scares you that that's a possibility for mm-hmm. you? Yeah. Because it scares me because I don't think that I would be, I don't think I would handle it nearly as graceful as you did. Child. Not even close. Um, I don't know if that was graceful, but. It was pretty, I mean, you, the, <clears throat> the kind of love that you instill in Jolie for her father, I think is amazing because I don't know if I would be capable of that with, you know circumstances but i it scares me because it's a possibility it scares it, it scares me it makes me super proud of y'all and it also at a point made me jealous not when when y'all were obviously still in the relationship and even not like sometimes i'll be like sometimes y'all are talking about how hard it is and i'll be like yeah but you're so lucky mm. I you guess know, since like, the grass is always greener. Yeah. Because I'm like, but you don't know I, I, what hard it is. I'm you not even this. saying that I want it, but I'm just saying that I'll just be like, yeah, but Jolie is so cool. Like, JoJo, so cool. Noah's so cool. Jade, definitely. Sometimes there was a point, Jade of Jade Verrett, Jade of all Jades, who was a guest um, on the podcast. She's my girlfriend up here. And she's happily married. You know, she's in a full committed you know, she's got her quote unquote nuclear family. And sometimes it'd be hard, especially when I was going through my breakup and she was right there, like, come over, come this, come that. And I had to tell her once, like, sometimes it's hard for me to be around you because you have so many things that I want, mm-hmm. but that I don't have. And I don't know if I'm ever going to get it. Mm-hmm. And I have to be honest with you about that. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing that you're doing. I'm happy for you. I'm not saying that I don't want that for you. I'm just saying that it's a reflection of all the things that I feel like I'm possibly missing or mm-hmm. could possibly miss out on. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it it. I'm 31. And Girl, you're young as fuck. I'm young, but I'm also, you know, the biological clock is. That's the thing. That that's the thing. You yeah. know, it's that's like, the thing that makes me. That's what that's what makes me. That's what makes. I, I agree with Rebecca in some regard because there is this biological clock that's ticking. And when you are 31 and you're preparing and you're setting yourself up, um, having that be a priority in your life to say, you know, yeah, I'm 31. By the time I'm 35, I'm making these goals so that I could adopt a child rather than Right well, I wouldn't the, adopt. I wouldn't do that until I was forty. Very. Quick. I'm just saying, like <laughs> figuring, making that plan out the same way that you plan for illness mm-hmm. or it, it, it's a an trip. it's an assured right. Right. life goal that you have, and I think I think it's important numero uno to have your ideal situation and fight for that and wait for that and make that that's the thing a I'm not standard gonna... that you have like right. yo i'm not I'm, have, I'm not just bringing a kid i have girlfriends who say you know i'm going to have a kid within the next two years with whoever i'm with period that's dangerous and i'm like Ooh. i feel like that's that's hard but for us but for them if they're ready for that and they're right. prepared for that i i i respect it right i respect it do you think when you reflect on your mom, mm-hmm. um, do you think that she embodied motherhood for you? Is that something that you would like to imitate in your mothering? Do you yes. have like a lineage of like... Yes. This is, yeah. Yes. My mom is my go-to. My mom, <laughs> my mom is like, yo, my mom is crazy. But my mom is like, my mom shows up. My mom shows up. She didn't always show up the way... I didn't always think she showed up, rather, because it, it wasn't the way I wanted her to. Well, how did you want her to? Just with certain... Th- I mean, just with certain small things. It would be like she would show up with, like... Uh, it's so hard to pinpoint right now. Like when my parents were divorcing, she would still really hold me down. But, like, I couldn't see it. My mom is very, she shows up financially, definitely. She's, like, and and not in terms of giving me money, but she shows up in a way where she makes sure we're not going to have to pay for her funeral or where we're not going to be ridden with debt. We, me, my sister and I, or won't be riddled with debt 
if something happened to like there's always if this happens we're good Mm -hmm. you know um and these are the things you don't think about when you're little you just want your mom Mm -hmm. to let you do put the tv on whatever it is or whatever but my mom now like she's as i've as i've talked to her about what i've needed how i've needed her to show up she's been here you know like my mom was up here three times in the last two months because of some health things for me rocking right there in the room and my dad came as well you know um but my mom is a very thoughtful person and i think oh, you, that's where you get it from. i get that from her my mom knows if shanti you could eat dinner once over our house and if you like that meal she's gonna remember that forever and you will have that meal every time you come mm-hmm. you know she's she's the mom like my sister just got married and I surprised her like an idiot to have my sister and her new husband come down for my mom's birthday. My mom was freaking out on me, cursing me out because we only had pork bacon and my sister's husband doesn't eat pork. And that was what she was worried about. We don't have turkey bacon, like screaming. And in that moment, she wasn't showing up for me in the way I needed. But I knew why, because she wanted to make sure everybody had what they needed at that breakfast. So she's kind of that mom, and she's a and great mom. And that's how you would want. That's how you. Yeah, want I would want to. Wanna, I mean, I don't want to be crazy, like the, the crazy. I want to leave aside, but she's so <laughs> thoughtful. She's consistent. Um, you know, she could hold a grudge or two, but for the most part, she's she's there. We're her babies, and my mom has said numerous times, you know, like that. She's here because of us. Like, she embodies motherhood. Her girls, her girls, her girls, you know. I think my mom is more of a mom than a wife, than a sister, than a daughter. Mm -hmm. She's a mom Mm -hmm. first. And she embodies that. And And you you would want that? I would want to do it differently in that sense, where my mother doesn't have her own identity outside of being my mom. Do you think that motherhood... I think she got shortchanged because of motherhood. I think so. Do you think that there is some truth in that children can I take away they, your life? Take if you allow it. Take your life. If you away? allow it. My mother got pregnant very young. She got married very young. She got married unfortunately by t- by twenty eight. She had two kids already and was married. And she unfortunately, fortunately and unfortunately, she was married to a man who forced her to finish school. He took my sister for a year. My father, because my mom got married, got married and pregnant her junior year. So my dad took my sister to Philadelphia and would bring her to visit my mom in Wheeling, West Virginia. And he forced her to finish school. Oh, so they were in separate states. For a little while. So she was separated from her daughter for a little while. Mm -hmm. Because my dad was like, no, 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 you got to go back and finish. But unfortunately, my dad was and is an amazing father. He was not the best husband. And my mom is of the era where you stay. Stay for your kids, you know. And my mom, you know, was a product of her mother. And her mother made told her it's terrible that you work. And my mom was like, well, I have to work. And so her mom was like, well, then you need to work night shift so that someone's home when your kids get home from school. And so we didn't see much of my mom. Oh, that's, my mom that's was gone. My mom, we for would see her when I got your, home. For your whole... Until I was like in what's eighth grade. What's not seeing much of your mom? What's not, what's that? I, we didn't see her that often because when we would come home from school, she'd be there, of course, but she'd be getting ready for work. Mm-hmm. Um, she slept during the day because her work's got, I mean, That's she worked the overnight. That's the grind. You can't but she that. did Right. She did it. So it's really we, hard what, to we do had what things. we needed. Really and she, she did it because she was like, I don't want my kids coming home from school and not having anybody in here to get their homework started, to get this going, to get them dinner, yada, yada, yada. So we would sit down and eat dinner. Mom would have to get up in the middle of dinner to go leave to go to work. Yeah, that's that's still we were with hard. My dad. That's it's super hard. It's super hard. Sacrifice. Um, so you think that that? I think that had she not had us, she would have lived I'm, a much fuller life. I'm mm, honestly I, okay. I, in different ways and traveling and everything else. I do you think that children would take your life away if you were to have a child? I can't. How can I? I don't know. I'm not a mom. But you'd have you have to have some sense of like I'm not a mom. I don't know my situation. Am I with the father? 
Yeah, are we you have a kid. You're having no. You're having your ideal situation. It's oh, your I have ideal, my ideal situation. situation. Would you think that it would be some would would sacrifice? Sacrifice. Be the hugest part of the pie. Either taken. no, because either way it goes, whether I have kids or not. If I don't have kids, I'm going to be traveling this world. But the sacrifice is that I don't have kids, that I don't have a family. Now, if I have a family, then the sacrifice is probably my traveling the world. I'm not buying that outfit. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm probably investing in my kids and my family. But that's a sacrifice that I personally would happily make. Yes. Happily. Yes. I don't have attachment to things. I'm, I'm much better at gifting people than, you know, taking some money and spending it on myself. I'm really just starting to do that and not even. But, like, I find a lot of joy in, I mean, I work with kids. I find a, so much joy in just being around them and investing in them and making them smile. And that's that's where I'm happiest. Um, my fear would be that I would get lost in that and I would might I could possibly lose myself in only being a mother. And then when they leave, want to end it and be like, oh, my God, emptiness syndrome. But again, I this is all. <laughs> you think that's my reality? No, I think that's a reality. Oh. That's, that's definitely mm-hmm. a thing. Um, but what about you, though? Well, what are you asking? Where, where, where do you want to leave? I want to know... When you got pregnant, what went through your head? So I got pregnant at 22. I had my daughter at 23. I was in a relationship that was fairly new. You know, I look at 22-year-olds and they're in a relationship. I'm like... Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. But... We had we were we were in a, a new relationship. He was older than I was, but we were still very young and still kind of. We didn't have the tools to navigate who we were, what to speak of the two of us together, um, and I was. 22 and I was putting myself through school to become a nurse. I got accepted into nursing school. I was just now beginning to travel. I'll never forget going to California. I have siblings on the West Coast and being in San Francisco and coming out of a bar and just being like, yo, my life is going to be lit. I'm going to go. I was texting some girl that had just come back from Poland was like, you want to go to Europe, let's go travel. And I was like, just feeling so alive and free. And I'm like a Sag. So like that shit was Mm -hmm. burning inside of me. And then I came back from that trip and that Thanksgiving, my period didn't come. Mm. And I was like, what the fuck? And I took a test and I crawled on the ground. Like, what? Because a lot of people say this. Like, I did not know where babies come from until what? you have, it's until you get pregnant. You're like, yo, this science shit is real, son. This is like, <laughs> this really happens. I was so, it was so clear in my mind that, and I would, my mom would warn me. She'd be like, well, you know. Don't get yourself pregnant because your options just get narrow really, really quickly. Your life gets real narrow. And I was like, nah, that's not on my cards. Not me. Nah. So were you using protection? No. Oh. No, I was I was using the I was using the meth the um the uh what's that called? What's that shit that doesn't work called? (laughs) (laughs) The um the joint where you count the days. And and it does actually work. I'm gonna take that back. But it does you have no control. Like I can know when I'm ovulating, but if If your partner doesn't honor that then what you gonna do? You're just gonna get pregnant. Um and it was really, really shocking for me and I grew up with parents that were very much like you make your bed, you lay in it. And abortion was something that was really hard for me to wrap mm. my head around and um, do. Why? Because, it, in my opinion, it's life. Mm. And for me to to 
decided to take that life away, um, especially because I didn't have enough reasons for myself why that why I could justify that. Um, it just, you know, I was just going, I was very much like I made my bed, I'm going to lay in it. Mm. And, um, and also the possibility of the relationship working and having what you, what so many, what society tells us is the way like, all right, we're going to make this relationship work. We're going to get married mm-hmm. and I'm going to have a family and it's going to be lit. Mm-hmm. And that was the possibility. So I was ready to. But how to take did you that risk. Feel? Um, I was I was sad. I didn't I was really sad and I was really I didn't know what to expect. Did you try to take anything to possibly not have the baby? No. Like once I knew I was pregnant? Like plan B or something? I took plan B when I when the act of and I was like, Oh shit. And so I took plan B mm-hmm. but it I still became pregnant. And um but like I didn't go to an abortion clinic, it just and when I told him, he was like, all right, you know. Yeah, what was that conversation? He was very calm and very like, okay, I'm going to have a baby. Okay. And um, it wasn't. And if there was, a, you know, I'm not ready for a child, but if there was anybody that I would want to have a child with, it would be you. Okay. And so we were just, you know, really still learning each other and trying to maneuver our relationship but i i was not ready to have a baby and i was just doing what had to be done and um and energetically you know i i was i wasn't happy about it and it was bec- the the more pregnant i became the more clear how my life had to change and I think I became a lot more internal with myself and like a lot, um, it became a lot more clear that so many things were going to have to change and and I was sad about it and I didn't know how to manage that sadness. And my partner and I at that time had a really rocky relationship and I think I was m- I had I experienced anger and rage. Well, I think I expressed anger and rage in a way that I've never done it before, like screaming, crying, kicking in doors with like a big wow, really belly. Yeah, I was like, I was going, I was, it was, I was enraged, and we were going. I have never seen you even. Yeah, no, it was because (laughs) I've never experienced that either. Just like the, I couldn't control it. And it would just come out and I was I was bereft because I didn't have the security that is super necessary for a mother carrying a child. So like if you decide to be a single mom, cool, you don't need a partner, cool, but you need people, you need to feel secure because it's such a vulnerable, scary mm. passage. Mm. Like it's life or death. Right. In so many ways, so I didn't. I didn't have that, and that that affected me. Um, now that now that I am older, I can see that's where the tra- That's what was traumatic was I that see. I didn't feel the support. I see. I didn't have the support. I I was going through some. I was alone. It was it was extremely lonely. It was the loneliest experience that I pregnancy was that I've had. Oh, that makes me so sad to yeah, hear. It was hard, but. She came into this world. Talk about that. Can you talk about... So what did you do when you first went into labor? Because I remember the text from you saying like, I'm I'm, I'm in labor. <laughs> Please do not call me. Please do not reach out to me. I'm going to need to really be focused and I will reach out to you when I'm done. I, I decided to have... A, um To do a birthing center, have it all natural... Um, birth and um it was 36 hours and I had a lot of people present I had my mom my sister my godmom and Jolie's father and uh there was too many people like I if I ever decided to have another child I would do it alone I'd want to be alone I want to <laughs> no one I want to be in the room 
I I would want maybe to have the father outside supporting, but for me, it wasn't an, I had to go inward and get really quiet in myself and like, we're going to do this. Um, but I don't remember the birth too much like that. I you remember, I remember Jolie's everybody to leave. That's what I had to do. Cause there was too many people. So I was like, y'all gotta get the fuck out. I gotta go someplace I've never been before. And I just been like, I don't remember. And you had Jojo in a bed, just in a bed. Yeah. She was at the birthing center. Uh huh. And she came out wide-eyed and long-nailed, long fingers and a full head of hair. And she stared at everybody <laughs> very deeply uh-huh. and, like, focused. Uh-huh. And we were uh-huh. like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's this little baby. And then... How did you feel when you saw her? What was that feeling? Disconnected. Disconnected? Yeah, I was like, what is this? What the fuck is going on? So it wasn't like, oh, my God, my baby. Mm-hmm. It was like, what? Mm. I was probably in that space. And then after I had her. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And because our relationship was so... We were just, we're not prepared. You and the father. Our relationship was so unstable. And he, I think he was terrified. And he didn't know what to do. He didn't have the tools to explain that he wasn't ready for the change that this was going to bring. It was, again, very lonely. And I remember um, um, our friend Amanda and I had, our children are seven months apart. So she had our, she had a seven month old. She was going through her own shit. Right. She planned that one out. So, <laughs> but we, I remember having coffee with her and we had these babies and being like, what? being like, and telling her, just being really transparent, like, I regret this. Wow. I've never, I never felt regret before. And that passed. I, I don't feel that way in any at all. But in that moment, in that space, under those circumstances, I was like, yo, I, re- I did not have to do this. <laughs> but I did. And that's the first time and the only time in my life that I, I know how conflicting and debilitating, re- how regret. frustrating regret can be. Because it's like, yo, this could have been different. Um, and I did a lot of growing up. And I did a lot of, she grew me up in ways that I could have never done by myself. And um, she, Jojo, Jolie has led me to be fiercely independent and um, has slowed me down in a lot of ways. Yes and no. She's kind of redirected, redirected my energy, energy yeah. which could have been very like, yo, I'm, I'm about to do it. I'm going to Paris. I'm going here. I'm going there. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. She's redirected that to be a little bit more focused. And motherhood is... Because I'm a... If there's motherhood and then there's like single, single motherhood. motherhood. That's just like a whole nother... Yeah. It's a whole nother thing. Yeah. But like she's my best friend, and I think the the fact that oh, I'm a single she? mother, <laughs> the fact that I'm oh, a single mother, she? there's like a bond, and there's like a pact, and there's like a intimacy that that I don't know if I would share with her if there was a partner there that was mm. taken from me energetically that I had to like share myself with. So it's my fucking homie, and so now that she's eight, um. And you are, because what, how old, what, when did you leave her father? When uh, did you finally get out? Child. That, that I mean, You left out. a couple times. I a couple times. It was, it's been um, years of us trying to Well, first it, it was work. dissolving the romantic relationship. Well, she was two, one, one or two. Then it was. It was, she was probably like one and a half. She was still a baby. Right. And then we, and then we had. Because Jojo was a hard baby. Let's go to that first. Oh, God. Jojo, I didn't... Can I say something? I did not care for Jojo. And I couldn't love Jojo more now. But I remember being like, I have never 
interacted with a child like this. JoJo was rough. But but I think it goes back to how angry I was exactly. and how, you know, you have a baby During in your, your room and your stomach tightens because your mother is screaming at the top of her lungs. That was trauma. I don't know how that could be different from like a rush of crack. Right. You know, it's right. similar like right. shock and conditioning of a baby in a belly right experiencing my adrenaline rush so she i know that she came out insecure mm. like so but she, the, oh that's what you said to me i'm so sorry you said that when you gave birth to her that you went inward and you started talking to her and that you started saying i promise i'm gonna take care of you. don't make me cry it's okay <laughs> You can come out. I promise what? I'm going to take care of you. It's okay to cry. It can't because her father and I, like, we're, we're going to break up the night before. So, like, I was going through it and crying. Oh, I and had like, no idea. You never told me we that. Were, we were on this cycle of, like, um, drama. I don't know other way to dis- – emotional, like, upheaval. I didn't have any stability and so I do remember, like, apologizing to her and be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can come out. It's going to be okay. Oh. And she came out like, niggas, y'all are annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a payback. But she was super clingy. Yes. JoJo and- wouldn't let you even go to the bathroom. No. I just remember you crying to me and saying, I just want to go to the bathroom. And I remember mm. I was home in Philly and I was being insensitive to you. And I was kind of like, we were making the bows then. Remember? We were making the around the way curls, like Uh hair bows. And I felt like you weren't pulling, you weren't making them because you couldn't. And I was like, there's got to be like sometime, like when the kid naps, she can do it or whatever. I remember I came home and came to your house and was like, okay, we'll make them together. And when I saw you, I was so naive and so insensitive. And when I saw... Jojo, when I just saw how, when I tell y'all, y'all, Shanti could not get up and go to the next room to get a tissue without Jojo. And Jojo was smart. I remember you had her in that, like, <laughs> she was, what was mind that you, thing? She's like six, seven, eight, nine, ten months old. Right, and she was in that playpen where the playpen, it didn't quite hit the floor. It was, like, raised a little bit, and she knew that if she continued to, she started, she would slam her head into the floor. She started slamming her head she into was, the floor because she knew she going to come pick me up if, because she doesn't want me to hurt myself. And I just remember thinking like, what kind of manipulative baby <laughs> does Shanti have? It was great. And, and you're right. I would try to hold her and help no, you with her. she didn't want to go to anybody else. She, she didn't want to go to anybody but you. So you had it rough. And I think, I think that's a really good point to make that when you're dealing with trauma, as in the womb that it's going to manifest but i think that you did i mean you reassuring her the fact that you i didn't do that well i didn't i oh i i mean when that was her getting out but it was a lot of trial and error and i if i have another child i will totally surrender to the baby and like that baby will be on a moby and if she wants to stay on me until she's one and a half that's fine. Do you think that's the healthiest thing? I think so because that's what she needed. That was mm. what she needed. And she's a baby. And I just resisted it because I was resisting motherhood. Oh. I was I didn't want to be in that space. So not only do I have to circle every move around you, but also you're gonna physically be on top of me and won't let me go. Uh. And energetically, I I do believe that she felt that. And she was like, no, bitch, I'm going to win. You, I'm here. You gotta surrender a little bit to this process. Like wow. you gotta show up for me fully. And as soon as you did, she started to shift. She, yeah, she started to shift. But even now, to this day, and a new mother will tell you, your kid, she still wants something from me that I often struggle with. What do you showing think that up is? fully? All of you, she want presence. Why do you struggle? I think everybody struggles why with do you being struggle? cons- I think everybody struggles with being completely present. But with a child, the, they want you to be so here and now and like f- connected to them. You can't they know energetically that like 
you're not really listening to what I'm saying. You're not really getting down and playing. You're not really, mm. you're just trying to pacify me. I need you. Present. Present. for their And it's for their own growth and their own evolving. And, it, and that's how you bond with your child. So I still struggle with it. And she'll still, she knows how to like do her, she knows how to bring me back. And I think that's, I think that's a problem for all mothers. And I think that our society in this world doesn't give us the tools to, to show up in that way. And then on top of career demands and school and just wanting to be a creative, independent being and not just a mother it is the, a complex, demanding balance all the time that I have yet to master. But I'm, like, grateful as well. That makes sense. Hmm. Um, so if... So, okay, two things. So now that JoJo is eight, mm-hmm. would you share... Or not not when she's eight. Now that she's eight and you she's older and more independent, going to school, yada yada yada. Do you think that is it true that you just have to get past those first couple of years? Or is it like, nah, it's always It's always. You mm-hmm. know, now now I see her being her own person mm-hmm. and I wanna protect her and I want her to you know, she's a reserved, cautious child mm-hmm. who is indigo-esque in the way that she feels people. You know what, what I mean? mean? Like, like indigo, they say indigo. She's super empathetic. Uh-huh. Like, she sees people. Yes, yes. And a very deep level. She sees level. herself, She too. sees herself, she's and she knows reflective. how to rem- maneuver. But also, I'm trying, I want her to be assertive. I want her to be not to be timid to the point that her needs aren't being met Mm -hmm. so there's all these things you want to protect your child and then you want to help them grow but as we've talked about in the in our past um, podcasts helping them and correcting them and seeing them doing that all without making them feel ashamed or insecure or not let, allowing them to be authentic is a battle because like mm. sometimes you want like I'm often talking to other mothers and they're like you know brushing your teeth putting on lawn johns like how, how do you give them space to make their choices but also like you you gonna listen to me and put these goddamn long johns on because you don't know everything because I said so because I said so <laughs> that's because so I all said. of that is it's a delicate all of that balance. is a delicate balance but she. You know, I have my biggest struggle is my work. Right. I'm a single mom and I how am I going to make ends meet and how am I going to do it in a way where it's not soulless work for me? That is just me doing what I got to do so that my life isn't sacrificed Mm -hmm. in the name of caring for the kid. That's really hard. Because I can see how she can do that without kids. (laughs) I can see how she can fall through the cracks. Right. Right. I can see how, you know, am I being selfish or am I putting myself, teaching her how to put herself first, first. and love herself? Or or is she going to have the same view like Rebecca Walker where she felt like she was just a burden to her mom, a nuisance versus put first? Did you I, talk to her about that? Um, not, no. I talk with my mom about that. My mom definitely has, my mom has helped me so much. I'm so thankful for my mom because I wouldn't be the mother that I am without her direction. And, um, but my mom is from the school of thought of you put your kids first and you surrender to what her needs are. And then I wonder what what happened if you talked to Jojo about it. If you were like, "How do you feel when mommy?" Well, she says I work too much. She does. Yeah, she says you work too much, and she also does it as a manipulative thing. Yeah, does she hear that from your mom and <laughs> yeah. say that? Uh huh. She's what also that manipulative, like. but well, also what did? Can like, I ask you something uh-huh. else? I'm, you can t- t- say no, but when Jojo's father this last time, he's no longer in her life. Mm-hmm. He left. 
And what did you say to her? How do you deal with that, with the fact that she grew up with her dad, she loves her dad, she knows him, she knows who he is, she's shared birthdays with him, she has memories with him, and that he one day just abandoned her? Well, let's be, I don't want to use the, I don't want to use those words. Okay. And I don't use those words with her. With her. To me, that's what it is. He's made a choice, Mm -hmm. but I think. A choice to what? He's made a choice to not be in her life right right now. But, you know, we kind of talk about love being an action word. And we talk about that there would be nothing that would make me more happier for him to show up for her mm-hmm. and for him to rectify and for him to apologize and for her to have the opportunity to see and allow for him to be the best that he could possibly be for her. And I think we, we I talk about it with compassion that, again, he doesn't have the tools to, because I know that he loves her. Yeah, I think so too. And I know that he's doing the best that he knows how to do. And I know that he's hurt and I love him I care for him I I I struggle with you know just trying to put all the just blaming him without really exploring and with her why and what would we do if we were to see him and how would we let him back in her life what would be the requirements to have him back in her life and it's not normal or it's not right to have somebody you say that to her disappoint you and you keep taking you know you keep thinking that that's normal that's a part of love but also like cuz you you, you but you teach her to love him yeah he and his pictures up and yeah, we his talk pictures about in his, her room and, and we always talk about him and i don't know what the fuck that looks like if he were to be like hey i'm fucked up I'm here. I'm going to keep showing up. I don't know. I don't know. I can just pray that that is the, that's what can possibly happen. Because I'm, I don't know. Because this isn't the first time. So that's. No, but I think that it's not the first time that we tried, you know, we, he and I have always been trying to figure out. I think that we love each other. And I think that it was destiny that. We have a child together, and I, I think he knows me better than anybody, and I think I know him very well, the good and the bad, and probably we know the darker sides of each other more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I'm moving away from being mad at him. I want, I want more than anything for him to like show up for himself because I know that that's what he really wants and he's 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 disappointed on a lot of levels so in what i don't know i can't speak i don't know i don't know a lot of it i don't know but she's starting to create stories in her mind around why he's not here and a lot of it involves me Mm. because we argue because you know so maybe she has it in her mind that he he didn't want she knows that it was because of his and our conflicts. She knows it's because of you, are connected you and to him, his not absence. Her. Yeah. Oh wow. And um, which is also dangerous because she could grow up and be like, "It's your fault," right. and I have to be like, "Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> I just did all this shit." <laughs> the fuck? fuck you. But no, but I, I'm I'm more interested in what the stories are. I want her to talk about it, so yeah. we bring it up. You know, if we see a hat, who used to wear a hat like that, or. Music. He his influence in music is. Mm-hmm. I see him in her. She, his cautiousness, his logistical mind, his his comp, his musical genius. Like so much, they're they're not they're inseparable. Mm-hmm. And I just give space for the possibility that uh, that that, and I hope that they can have a relationship. Outside of our drama, yeah. I think it's a and game changer, though. 
even. I think it's a game changer that you are capable of having these kind of conversations with her and not just ignoring it. Oh, daddy's no. going to come back. or daddy's She has gonna- those in her mind that he's, you know, that he went away. You know, she's trying to figure it out. Okay. And but I'm you like, still talk, like, it's not like you just ignore it. No, we always, she wants to ignore it. Mm. She doesn't like to talk about it. Because but I think it, it's really good that yeah. you do. It hurts. You it hurts. It. I can see that it hurts her. I'm sure. <laughs> Stop, it's okay. <laughs> but you're doing an excellent job because she is not only... Because it's, it's very dangerous to have her first relationship with a man yeah. be one where it's like where she doesn't understand her worth. And she's disappointed, and she and where wants she's to con- accept, and she accepts it. Yeah. It's very important that you tell her what would he have to do in order. You know, yeah. let's talk about what he, he can't just come what's, back. Right. Yeah. Let's talk about what is necessary to mend this relationship. We still love Daddy, you know, and that's a really great thing. And I think that's why JoJo's a really special kid. And I think that's, I think it's going to be something to be said that. She's not going to be able to look back and ever hear that mommy dog daddy out. I never the, will. No, I, I I want the best for him, and I know that he I know that he cares for her. So mm-hmm. like that's what hurts me the most. It's like I know it's eating him up. There's no way it's not. Yeah, I know it. And you know, we I mean, can- it's just God's will. It's going to work itself out, or like this is this is this is her. This is their. This is their stuff. I don't know. This is her cross to bear. And she's going to do it with grace. And she's going to learn a lot. And she's going to, at least to the best of my ability, help her figure out how to um, heal at a young age. And heal herself. And hold motherfuckers accountable. And she's going to be okay. She's going to be okay. I I hope she's going to be okay. (laughs) I think you're doing a really Everything's great job. Everything's okay. <laughs> but, like, for all the single mothers out there, I just want to say one thing, because I remember being pregnant, 23, and just wanting to hear your mom's story. I was like, what? Your mom had you when she was 22, 23, too? Mm. She finished school? And, like, to know her now and to see the product. My mom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, that was such an it was like, okay, my I'm going to be okay. young with my sister. My mom was younger than you. I know. So for young women that are out there that are like young single moms or young women, just maybe you're not single, but you're like, yo, how the fuck my life has completely changed? How am I going to do this? Just rest, rest assured that you're doing it. Yeah. My mom is no joke. I don't know how she did it because I'd have been like, uh, <laughs> What? And then she was moved to Philly. She moved to Philly with my dad on the day the move happened. Oh, Lord. They dropped a bomb oh, on the city and, and she was in West Philly. Couple. What the and fuck? she's an interracial. <laughs> that poor woman, my poor mom. Now that I'm older, I'm just like, yo, you're a superwoman. You really are. Um, but I do want to, there's one thing that I do before we go for this segment. One, I want you to know that you're doing a really excellent job with Jolie. I'm doing the best um, that I can. And, and it's excellent. JoJo's a special kid. Everybody, I brought JoJo to Jade, Jade's daughter's birthday. And I'm telling you, every single from um, Asante to everybody from Crystal. She, they were all meet like, Asante before I meet. You never met Asante? <laughs> no. Oh, you would love him. He is the best. Um, to Jade, to every parent there was like, who? Whose kids are these? Talking about Sean and JoJo. And they were just such leaders. And JoJo would... T- and I saw her. And it wasn't always Sean. JoJo would be like, you need to ask Auntie Antoinette. Yeah, she's very... Ca- I and love she's how cautious And I'll is. never forget, y'all. JoJo, I f- she asked me for cookies. And we had finished the cookies the night before. And I was like, JoJo, I don't have any more. And she saw it on my face that I was upset. <laughs> and I'm like, in my cupboard looking for cookies. I'm like, I want this kid to have the cookies. And I'm like... <laughs> fuck I ran out I'm the worst and she came over to me with her little hand and she put it on my shoulder she said it's okay you're doing a good job auntie I don't need them may I please have a popsicle (laughs) and just to reassure me like you're panicking 
I know that you're nervous about <laughs> babysitting us, but you're doing all right so far. And it was just like, really who is this? Shit. <laughs> who is this old lady? So, shout out to to you and Joe. But I do want I, I do want to bring up the fact that Jolie is raised without a television, <laughs> a radio. That's my mom. That's my mom's legacy. Internet, nothing. Jojo, we have the internet. You do have now. Jojo knows all the songs. She knows more songs than you. Know. Yo, I <laughs> never forget being at your baby shower and being like, "What does Shanti need?" And I remember you were just like, "Yo, my kid's gonna play with sticks and rocks. <gasps> Don't buy my kid none of these damn things. I want natural diapers." Yep, I did cloth diaper shot out to di- the cloth diaper mamas. I want cloth diapers, and that's it. I will say. I thought, what did we get you? High chairs? You guys got me... Um, what did we get you? A breast pump, which oh, we was the did. best That's gift. Good. You breast guys pump. got me clothing. You guys hooked me and up. And you didn't know what you were having, so it was even more yeah, difficult. We'd be like, oh, we gotta get like gray and stuff. It's so annoying. Oh, that was fun. I wouldn't do that again, though. You would know the gender? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I would leave, At least one child should, it'd be, should be a surprise. Oh, okay. That's wonderful. But I will say, if I were ever to do... Uh, Ever to do it again. Do you want to? I was going to ask you that. Uh, no, I, um, I'm similar to you now. Now I have high standards for <laughs> doing it the right way. and the What's partner, the right way? Not the right way. Just a way well, where you can I, handle it. I would want to have a partner, and I would want that partner to be able. I would not want to have to work for the first five years. Oh, yeah. I don't want to work. I didn't say all that. No, that's my prerequisite. You, you wanna don't want to work for the first five? What does that mean? Like I would love... I I... If I could be a stay-at-home mom and pick and choose when I did my creative you stuff. You own a business. Talk about if I could be a stay-at-home mom. What I the, would. I But would my you give up the business? Because I was lucky enough for the would first year. Would you give up the business? No, I mean, not if I got pregnant right now, I we're not talking about my current situation. I'm not but in 10 years, somebody that will like... Kicking off, and you got multiple stores and shit. Nigga, I'm like, not going to be in there working. I'm going to be checking in like, is everything Okay. <laughs> All right, sign your checks. <laughs> Make money overnight, God willing. Um, oh my God, I don't know if I could be a stay-at-home joint. Yeah, I would want to stay home for the first five years because you, you get would in you the still zone. Be podcasting or not? All those I'm making, I'm making a stereotype, but also I'm just gonna say all those white women, these new white millennial women that wear like clogs and are all into. Cloth diapers and, you know, organic. I'm a farmer and I only have raw milk and I homeschool my kid. They're living their best life. They're not working, but you're also like you get into the zone. Like I would be that woman like, yeah, I just I made her these fresh new baby dumplings from... Oh, Shinko plums oh, from up. Japan. That's the ones that make like their own baby food. And yeah, stuff. I would get into it because when I did have that year off and I had cloth diapers, I loved the ritual of making her food, cleaning her diapers, hanging them you up. You loved. You just I love going for that a walk. Off that cloth. Walk going for a walk, strapping her in, having nothing to do, like going to the library, settling in. That'd be dope. You can afford that. Yeah, I will have a baby. For, oh, wow. for the person that that's see that would scare me and make me think I'm losing my identity. That's Mm-mm. all I'm doing. Just five years. No, five years is a long time. Five years ago, how old were we? Th- that's the formidable years. Five years ago, years. JoJo was three. Those are the formidable years of your child's being. Yeah, I want to be the one that's in there. I don't want to go. For the folks that have to do it, I completely understand. But it would break my heart to send my six month old to a baby daycare for eight hours a day vinegar all over your hands from the food that would like drive me crazy right here i couldn't do it i'd want to be there well i hear that i was at the daycare center right away mama had to go back to work i also wanted to touch on i was watching the red table about and they were talking about motherhood and so like we talked about the decision and then this the work of motherhood is like and everybody for some reason, women in society, everything is cookie cutter perfect, you know? The relationship that you're in, the point in your life, being able to have the best of both worlds are like these perfect expectations that we have. The snapback after you have the baby, these these ideas of perfection, the birth, you know, whether you 
want to do it all natural or not go a cesarean. Like they, we have these perfect ideas around it. The relationship. Mm-hmm. What if you get divorced? What if your partner passes? That like debilitates us. What to speak of the actual mothering? Like what are you going to do when your kid smacks you in a <laughs> shopping aisle and throws down a glass? Like for most people, they freak the fuck out because it's so far from this perfect idea of how to do things. And Jada was just talking about how this shit isn't perfect and you can't expect it to be perfect. And I see that. I feel that. You're going to fuck your kid up. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's inevitable that your kid's going to need therapy. So rock out and oh do God. the best that you can every single day. You know, that's my that's my takeaway. If you want to have a takeaway, this shit ain't perfect. And it's not going to be. Do the best that you can. And um Well, all right. It's not perfect, y'all. Motherhood is not perfect. And decide and decide. Start making decisions around it and 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 create a life that reflects what you want. Mm. Isn't that what feminism is about? I really don't know. That's a whole. Uh. That's, a, that's a whole <laughs> other podcast. Well, here we are, motherhood, from uh, auntie and mama. So, with that said, use we protection. Out. <laughs> <laughs> or just be abstinent. <laughs> just don't. Just don't have sex. Don't do it. Reconsider. Reconsider. On the subject. <laughs> You have just heard an Around Away Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around Away Curls. We out!